Welcome to this week's Oxcast, your weekly roundup of the best events happening in and around Oxford. Today's date is Wednesday, the 30th of September, and I'm here with Orla and Michael. Hello. How's it going? What have you guys got for us then? I've got an indulgent trio of beer, wine, and candy floss with my events this week. Oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> Can I beat that? I don't know. I have rhymes, rambles, and really thought provoking dystopian tales. <laughs> Katie? I've got Curses, Charlestons and Coppers. But we normally start with our Oxford backed, and Katie, you've got one for us this week. Yes, I do. Did you know that Oxford had a curse placed on it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you more. <laughs> so this is the tale of the Black Azes, which happened in 1577. So this is during the time of Reformation. Mm-hmm. On the 6th of July, there was a saucy and foul-mouthed Roman Catholic bookseller called Roland Jenks, Mm -hmm. and he was brought to the Aziz Court, which was then replaced by the Crown Court, to be tried for his allegiance to the Pope. Now, it didn't go very well, and he lost and was sentenced to have his ears chopped off. (laughs) Quite understandably, he wasn't best pleased, so he decided to curse the city and the jury and the court. Normally, people say things like, oh, I curse you, and nothing happens. Mm -hmm people actually began to die. Loads of people were dropping dead from a mysterious illness. There were accounts of men throwing themselves into the river because they were driven mad by pain. And it wasn't even May morning? No, <laughs> it wasn't. 700 people were said to have become ill and the infection raged until the 12th of August. People included in the death toll were two judges, a coroner, the oh. sheriff, a clerk, and members of the jury. Oh, no. Whoa. Very suspicious. And in all, 500 people died in and around Oxford. That's crazy. See, the interesting thing about this illness was that none of the victims were women, children, or poor people. It was very strange. Mm. So the obvious conclusion to people of the time was that there was black magic involved. And this case became known as the Black As Is. Are there any theories of what actually happened? Yes. The modern view is that it was an outbreak of typhus, which obviously, because of the heat and the close proximity of all the prisoners, Mm It would spread like wildfire. But you can make up your own minds. There aren't any reports that the curse has ever been broken, but I think we're safe. Next time I'm slighted, I might try and curse someone. That's pretty cool. (laughs) We'll see if it works. (laughs) And that's the Oxford fact. Awesome. Well, we've got a competition running at the moment uh, for Oxford University and Oxford Brooks Freshers. It's going to be running for another couple of weeks. Um, So make sure you enter if you... Um, want to win one of the prizes. We've got, I think, over 50 prizes, including a bike and £50 worth of food and all sorts of different things. So have a look. You can find a link to it on the homepage of our website, dailyinfo.co.uk. Now a little bit of an announcement. Uh, So there's a new um, venue opening in Oxford that I thought people might be interested in. The Oxford Wine Cafe, which is is based on South Parade in Summertown, they're opening a second premises in Jericho. Uh, Remarkably, Jericho's first wine bar, (laughs) which is um, surprising. Anyway, they're opening on Thursday, so tomorrow, the 1st of October, in the premises on the corner of Little Clarendon Street and Walton Street, where the Big Bang used to be, uh, if people remember that. They spent a couple of months doing an extensive refurb, and yeah, it looks really pretty swanky inside. I expect them to have 
a huge wine list. They've also got selected beers and spirits at their uh, summertime place. Then they've got sort of a, a food menu of sharing platter type mm. things to go along with your wine. And they have live music a couple nights a week as well. Um, so I think it's a really nice addition to Jericho. It's cool that it's something other than a cocktail bar because there seem to be a lot of those <laughs> yeah. you know, just in the proximity. That's opening on the 1st of October, Thursday. Are you planning on going down? Well, yeah, definitely. I think maybe... I might be one of the first people in the doors, to be honest. I'm pretty excited. So um, make sure you follow Daily Info on Twitter and Instagram and maybe I'll have some pictures that I can share with people. Now on to some other events happening this week. You may have heard of Alfie Moore, the policeman turned comedian on Radio 4 with his show It's a Fair Cop. But now the man himself is coming to Oxford this Friday to the old fire station. I asked Alfie whether there are any similarities between being a comedian and a policeman. Yeah, do you know the they are quite there's a lot of similarities that you might that aren't obviously apparent uh, i think being a cop you, you you dash into a lot of tense situations and you end up you know running into rooms full of strangers and you have to make a connection very quickly and and being a comedian is no different you know you walk on stage and there's an audience of strangers and if you want to have a successful gig, you need to make a connection with that audience very quickly. And so it's, it's quite similar. Quite, not quite as dangerous. You can't wear your stab vest on stage, but it's, uh, it can be. Some of the clubs you play, the weekend inner city clubs with drunken staggered ends, can be quite interesting sometimes. It's not far off the same job. It must help with the hecklers. <laughs> yeah, it does. I think, I think you're sort of, you've got an air about you if you've done a job like being a cop that, you know, you can stand up for yourself. To hear about the inspiration behind his latest show, The Naked Stun, who inspires Alfie, and what he thinks the people of Oxford would be like as an audience, listen to the full Oxcast Extra interview. Oh, that's intriguing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's good. It's good things. (laughs) (laughs) You can see Alfie on Friday night at the Old Fire Station at 8pm. Tickets £12 or £10 for concession. I was once at a Maccabees gig where they remarked that they were surprised at quite how raucous the crowd was coming from, <laughs> or everyone coming from Oxford. But. I guess there is quite a stereotype of people from Oxford. There's a difference between town and Gander, I think. Very true, very true. <laughs> Michael, you have something different to offer this Friday night. That's right, at the North Wall Arts Centre this Friday, and this Friday only. Blake Remixed is the debut theatre show from MC and world record-holding beatboxer Testament. This is co-produced by West Yorkshire Playhouse and theatre group Little Mighty. Got some great reviews at the Edinburgh Fringe and looks cracking. What you can expect is the full range of Testament skills being used to tell a coming-of-age story of how hip-hop helped him reinvent himself from awkward youth to uh, world-beating MC and pass on these skills to others. But you can expect this to be done through irreverent reimagining of William Blake's poetry reworded, repopulated by the language of hip-hop and raps. Yeah, it's best explained on video. Search the trailer on YouTube. I'm not going to try and uh, demonstrate. <laughs> Do not fear. So you've got live MC, live audiovisuals from DJ Woody and video appearances from Soweto Kinch, uh, DY and Shlomo, which looks amazing. Cool. If I'd known those guys were involved, my goodness. <laughs> it's very far from a random or gimmicky use of poetry. Blake's status as a countercultural artist and Testament's genuine affection for his work and knowledge of his philosophy um, that inspired this kind of innovative route through autobiography 
This looks cracking and I really want to go now. I hmm. don't know how this has evaded my attention thus far. Are you free on Friday? I, I'm going I'm to make myself free on Friday. <laughs> Blake remixed at the North Wall, Friday 8pm. Tickets are £13, £11 concession. I even got a limited number of student tickets now for mm. a fiver. Whoa. If you get in there in advance. So yeah, I'm going to clear the diary. You should. I saw a testament over the summer and he was very good. If you fancy getting on your dancing shoes this Saturday... And why wouldn't you? And why wouldn't you? That's a very good question. Why not head down to the Cornerstone Arts Centre where you can learn to do the Charleston? Awesome. Very exciting. (laughs) It's an adults-only class and you can learn to dance the dances of the 1920s and 30s. You are allowed to dress up in your best vintage gear... Or whatever is comfortable for you to dance in. High High heels are not recommended and book early to avoid disappointment. Now, I've got some 1920s slang. Oh yeah, that's good. To test you, Mm -hmm. see if you know what I'm talking about. What would you say is an egg? Oh, is this like East and West egg? Maybe. In New York, areas of New York. You're close. That are in the Great Gatsby. You're so close. You're so, so close. An egg is an absurdly wealthy person. Oh, So, okay. West Egg. So, I see. Yeah. Okay, handcuff. What's that? Mm. Oh, I want to get it. <laughs> <laughs> Wedding ring? You were so close. That's a manacle. Something oh, like that. A handcuff is an engagement ring. Oh, well done. Go. What would you think I'd mean if I were to call you an Oliver Twist? I don't know, but... We'd have to sort through that. Poor ruffian. <laughs> um, a very good dancer. Ah. Or when would you use a quilt? Is it to hide all your bootleg alcohol? Some method of concealment for something, is that what we're... No, it's booze that warms you. Ah, OK. <laughs> <laughs> Again, if I were to say you're the cat's meow, what would I mean? Is it like cat's pyjamas? Like super cool? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> you're an excellent person or thing. Thank Hi. you. And finally, when might I upchuck? Throw up. Yes. <laughs> After drinking too much alcohol. Yeah, that's where it comes from. It's cool, isn't it? <laughs> I think we should bring these back. Yeah, who cares if no one understands? Let's just do it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Next week's podcast is going to be in 1920s slime. Mm-hmm. Just a warning. If you want to get your 1920s groove on, check out the Charleston Workshop at the Cornerstone Arts Centre on Saturday from 10am till 1230 uh, tickets are £20 or £18 concession or you can get a couple of quid off if you book early and after that go back into Oxford for Bitten Street's Oktoberfest uh, which is their uh, monthly street food festival takeover of the Oxford Castle and now this is the last um, Bitten Street uh, Castle takeover of the summer season they've been going for a year now but they're taking a little bit of a hiatus so this is the last one better make sure you go along and check it out so new additions for this month include a new bitten bar that's going to be stocking local beers and there's going to be an indoor dining area as well so you can just wander around or you can sit outside or inside if you prefer because it's also getting a bit chilly and outy on the menu this uh, Saturday is Lord and Lady Food Company, who do burgers, steaks and wraps, The Cheese Truck, who do unbelievable-looking grilled cheese sandwiches, uh, Becky's Bargies, The Rotary, Dosa Deli, OMG Hot Dogs, Crumble Shack, Happy Cakes, Pukeko Coffee, Lamb Brewing, XT Brewing, and DJ Ollie East uh, playing the tunes. Um, so they're kind of theming it around Oktoberfest, 
obviously. Uh, so they're going to have hot dogs and also these um, beers on the bar as well. Uh, so it should be good fun. It's going from 11.30 in the morning to 3.30 in the afternoon in the Oxford Castle quarter. You can listen to my interview with Jackie from Bitten Oxford, which is from a year ago, just before they started their first one. Uh, she talks about their inspirations for setting up Bitten Street in the first place. And while the castle takeover won't be being held over the winter, uh, the Bitten Street people will be taking over Saturday nights in the castle uh, from between the end of October and the 5th of December. B-Wing, which is the new sort of name for the event that they're putting on, is going to be offering street food, indoor dining, music and a bar from 5 till 10pm um, on Saturdays, um, starting on Halloween. So that's something to look out for over the next few months. So you could actually maybe go to that after the Rugby World Cup final, which is on Halloween. That'd be really fun. Oh. With this event on Saturday, are they trying to make it like a beer hall? I'm not really sure how what the setup's going to be. So yeah, they're going to have the indoor dining bit, and they're going to have a bar. I don't know if they're going to be serving it in like liters, steins, <laughs> yeah. But you can definitely get beer and hot dogs and sit down and spend a good few hours there if you want to. It sounds excellent. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going. For more restaurant listings and reviews of local restaurants, go to dailyinfo.co.uk, where we have new reviews being put up all the time. If you want to see if we're selling any steins or other uh, interesting glassware, why not check out our kitchen and domestic items for sale page. And to find out what other events are on this week, check out what's on. Do subscribe to the podcast on iTunes to make sure you get it every week straight to your device. On to Sunday afternoon now, taking advantage of our still lovely weather. At least, yep, it looks like it's still lovely. A few more days, I think. Out the window. <laughs> There's a sensory nature walk. You can join. Over here in East Oxford, there are loads of areas of natural beauty and green spaces to enjoy. And Aston's Eat is one of those. Aston's Eat. Where is Aston's Eat? <laughs> it's uh, in the Niffley Fields, oh, you know, the okay. kidneys. Oh, yeah, the kidneys, right. Um, it's pretty much there, so it's like the little island mm-hmm. surrounded by bits of the Thames, just a stone's throw away from where I am. So, walk on Sunday, led by Stuart the Wild Man Mabbott and photographer William Mankillo. This is a chance to concentratedly and communally appreciate the immediate outdoor environment. They don't want to like locate and categorise what's going on, but to, as Stuart says, see what nature throws at us. <laughs> There'll be chances to create visual art and poetry and various other means of examining the emotional and spiritual effect that nature has on the individual. Cool. So it's like a bit of a mindfulness walk, in a way. Um, the wild man uses this approach to nature as a therapeutic technique as he himself suffers from rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah, it's a good opportunity for some time out, outdoors. Children and dogs are very welcome, but got to be accompanied. Actually, yeah, I agree with the, the dogs being accompanied thing. Uh, some friends were visiting last week with their labradoodle and it was just throwing itself into every bit of water I could see <laughs> and find that the one stagnant pond in Hiffy Fields. That wasn't fun. We had to wash it in all the other rivers. Booking is recommended, um, which you can do via the events section of our website, but it's on a donation basis, so just pay what you like. That's this Sunday from 2 to 4pm. On Sunday evening at the East Oxford Community Centre from 6.30pm, the documentary series produced by Vice in February 2015, titled Europe or Die, will be shown with a discussion afterwards. The series records the efforts of those risking their lives to reach Europe, and the forces tasked with keeping them out. Since 2000, more than 27,000 migrants and refugees have died attempting to get to Europe, and this documentary attempts to explore their motives and how they try to get to Europe. 
So it looks at Libya's migrant jails, Italy's mass graves, the death boats, as they're known, which take people to Greece, crossing razor wire fences from Morocco to Spain, and those trapped in Bulgaria. This documentary will be screened, and then there's the opportunity for discussion. There'll be two guest speakers who will be attending the, the discussion, who will give their on the refugee crisis. They recommend a donation of £5 or £3 for concession, or whatever you can give. They just want you to come along and join in the discussion. I think that'd be really interesting to go and see, not only for the content of the documentary itself, but also to be able to see how much things have changed since February. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously we all know that the situation is changing dramatically every day in Europe and in neighbouring countries, and really things are only still getting worse and will do for some period of time. So very timely documentary and an interesting event. So that's Europe or Die, the film and discussion at the East Oxford Community Centre on Sunday at 6.30pm. Now next week in Oxfordshire you can go to Europe's longest street fair if you feel so inclined. Um, Abingdon Fair claims to have uh, claims to be the longest street fair in Europe, although apparently Kokodi also claimed the same thing, so I'm not really sure which is true. Um, but it's going to be on Monday and Tuesday in Abingdon. It's known as the Michaelmas Fair and was originally a hiring fair. Um, so rural uh, farm workers would come into the town and try and find work with a landowner. And then a week later is the runaway fair, which was literally for people who would run away from their jobs after they found that their new employers were either cruel or untrustworthy or something, uh, they'd run away, go to the smaller runaway fair and try and find um, some more work. Now the two fairs still happen except now it's all just replaced with rice and candy floss and toffee apples and things. Yeah, the main Michaelmas Fair is going to be on Monday and Tuesday this coming week. It goes all the way up, it starts at the Market Square in Abingdon, runs all the way up High Street and Ock Street up to the double mini roundabout for people. Wow. Know Abingdon well. Yeah, it's like over a mile. It's pretty much the same as St Giles Fair, but they're all strung out, so it's like oh. one ride after the other, which is why it's really, really long. But So there's going to be some traffic disruption starting Sunday afternoon and going on till the early hours of Wednesday morning when they all pack up and move on. So High Street, Ox Street, Western Hand Street, Marketplace and Stratton Way will all be closed with diversions and alternate bus routes. And for more information about those, you can go to abingdon.gov.uk. Yeah, Monday and Tuesday, Abingdon Fair. On our last event of the week, opening on Tuesday evening, at the Oxford Playhouse, a world state where people are always happy, where they get what they want and they never want what they can't have. Sounds kind of idyllic, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not quite. Um, Aldous Huxley's prescient novel Brave New World is being brought to life in a new adaptation by playwright Don King. As well as winning awards for the play Foxfinder, she's made acclaimed short films and work for radio. Foxfinder was a parable based in a kind of believable near future, using national crisis as a way of exploring repression and repressed emotions. Mm. Um, so there's probably going to be a bit uh, a slightly similar approach in Brave New World. So it hasn't totally come true yet. This, before it's a vision of the 26th century. <laughs> so we've got some time yet. That vision of human perfection without war or religion. But there are certainly tie-ins to debates about assisted dying and genetic modification, which are not necessarily news, but isn't it good to look at what way society is going? Early reviews of this adaptation of Brave New World note a modified ending to the story. Watch out, no spoilers beyond that. And that this production redresses the balance a little, giving the heroine more centrality and maybe a more fully realised character arc. So an original soundtrack has been composed by these new Puritans, 
um, who generally are all the alternative genres at once. Mm-hmm. Um, neoclassical, electronic, post-rock, which is definitely not a diss. They've released a mix on SoundCloud, if you want a sonic preview of what this is going to sound like. Rather impressive. I'll admit right now to being a little bit dystopia-phobic. Not on any grounds, just the last time I saw 1984 I was just probably emotionally drained. <laughs> but my weak constitution, I guess. So if you're made of sterner stuff than I, and to be fair most people are, I see how this vision of the future plays out. That's Brave New World, opening the Oxford Playhouse next Tuesday, running till Saturday the 10th. Tickets are 11.50. And Katie, were you sending someone along to that, a reviewer? Yes, we are, yes. Cool, so people should be able to see that online on Tuesday. Yes, on Tuesday. I look forward to reading about that. Mm, sounds, sounds good. It's fa- fascinating. So yeah, read that review online on Tuesday and uh, loads of others of Alderweek's Theatre and cinema and restaurants and everything on dailyinfo.co.uk. If you want to get into the source material of any of these events, uh, Huxley, Better Blake, um, you can check out our books, CDs and DVDs. Don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We're at Daily Info Oxford. Daily, Daily, Daily Info Daily, daily, daily info. Mm. Daily, daily, daily info. Daily, daily, daily info.